Yeah, allow me to recuperate. All right. Woo! Yeah. I'm feeling right, it. Let's go. I'm feeling hype. All right. All right. Sinking in. Three, two, one. Sink. <laughs> I guess that hurts you, Jimmy. But probably whatever, doesn't help much. Whatever. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's do it. We're doing the TOVG podcast. This is it. This is the beginning of the TOVG podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. You ever you ever wanted to listen to the TOVG podcast and realized it wasn't around, then decided it was? Holy crap, that's interesting. Now you're on the TOVG podcast. How did you get here? Well, first you were on a ball, floating around in space, with rocks, that used to be dust, that started as nothing, that was nothing before that. That makes sense, right? Is this the Bill Wirtz? I, I want to introduce everyone by... by not actually starting with video games as usual, but saying that this has been a fantastic week in memes. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> moving from terrifying political intrigue to, to Bill Wirtz putting out the first big video since History of Japan last year. Yeah, that, that was shocking to to all of this like beautiful coverage of the korean tv election the guy who put out the starcraft map one justice wow. reigns <laughs> he had exactly enough pylons <laughs> so i don't know if you guys have like seen all these videos of korean tv stations like photoshopping candidates on top of game of thrones characters jousting each other I didn't see that one, what? but I did see I did see the Overwatch play the game yeah. one. Yeah, oh, that one was so and good. I didn't understand a word being said, you but it was clearly like didn't the candidate to. who has play the game. Like it shows like some political man saying something, and then it, it you know has like da, 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 in the background, and then the the other candidate that they're focusing on starts speaking, and it goes like. And it shows like eliminations appearing. Yeah. And then it just cuts back so, to him and he sighs. Yeah. <laughs> and instead instead of that in America, we have we have our attorney general hiding up among the bushes. the bushes. Not in them, among them. Like like Homer Simpson, like shrinking yeah. into the shrubs. Oh boy. What a week. What a week. You know, I don't know. But, I know but some the people best have of all been... those things. Is absolutely history of the world. If you, yes. If you've never watched Bill Wirtz, Friends, People, History of Japan, and History of the Entire World, I guess, are the two videos you need to watch. I don't understand where he can go from there. History of the future. How? how that's an... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. <laughs> are you guys uh, familiar with a, um internet humorist named Ken M? I am not. It's basically like, I don't know, some 30-something-year-old guy who writes stupid comments on Facebook deliberately to get people riled up, right? But but he, like, deliberately plays the character of a well-meaning idiot rather than, like, mm -hmm. an angry or acerbic idiot. And mm -hmm. there's, like, some random science post article that, that says something completely, absolutely bonkers, but probably scientifically true. Like, physicists at MIT have been able to... Quote, predict the future, quote, by quirks appearing in photon folds of strings. I don't know. And, mm -hmm. and <laughs> like his reaction to that news was scientists should harness this technology to look into the future so that we do not repeat the mistakes of the future in the past. Wow. <laughs> 
So like, <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. Like, like not even Bill Wirtz can go there. There's that's true. He, yeah, he he did the history of Japan and then immediately moved on from that to like the history of everything ever. Yeah. Favorite part of that video was the sun is a deadly laser. It's my that was my number one. That got a hearty <laughs> chuckle out of me. I liked uh, his his photosynthesis commercial. <laughs> oh yeah, jeez, that video. There was so much of that video. Go watch it if you haven't. I highly recommend. It's also a masterclass in how to use Adobe After Effects to make your editing interesting and engaging. So I uh, don't want to toot my horn too hard. Sure. But I... Oh, go ahead. Speaking of this being a great week in MEMS, I'm hoping I can get my video out in the next few hours after doing the podcast because I have, without a doubt, like the most fun George Sucks commercial I've ever done. <laughs> I was briefly talking about it last week about how I'm going to have a bumbling idiot in black and white, like pulling socks over a pair of shoes. And, mm-hmm. like, this week, the theme that I further developed the script into was poking fun at, like, Razer gaming products. Oh, boy. So George socks are, like, pretty much the most elite gaming socks in gaming. With their nylonized, plasticized Braylon coating, they'll, they'll keep you fragging for over 100 million clicks. Prestige your ankles and heat your feet. Wow. Yeah, prestige your it's ankles. really good it's stuff good. i like made a logo that that looks hilarious i have a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen that says this isn't true oh the testimonial mm. wall is a mess nowadays people are sending in cell phone footage that doesn't uh, crop well with the others so i've had to like rotate and stack videos on top of one another <laughs> to fit everyone's testimonial all on one page and it's a glorious clusterfuck this time i i i love it and i can't wait for that to get out there next next one you should uh you should go like grab stuff from indie game the movie or from uh from no clip videos of like notable game developers but like clip it so that they're saying something like oh man it's just so great and like just cut it off right there (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah, oh like my. like what H three H three does with uh, yeah. uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah, good job, yeah. Ethan. Keep it up. <laughs> Wait, that was Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> wow. You didn't notice that? Like that was every single uh, like intro he has has Michelle Obama saying. I mean, Keep I noticed up. that lady. I didn't know it was Michelle Obama though. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Michelle Obama supports, uh, you know, Ethan and Ewa. Yeah. I, w- so, <laughs> and with the magic of video editing, Michelle Obama can support you too. <laughs> uh, speaking of oh. supporting... Um, support Whoa, your God. local video game industry by uh, participating in the video game media discussion and promotion of video games. Okay, let's talk about video games. It's the podcast is about. Yes. What has everybody been <laughs> playing on their own unique devices this week? <laughs> on wow. Picture contest entertainment <laughs> medium screens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so far gone. What, what content have you been interacting with? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, 
I don't want to dominate. I feel like I've gone on for too long about stupid bullshit already. Some someone else needs to toot my horn. <laughs> does, does stupid bullshit mean near or just no, in I general this Korean podcast so far? Politic <laughs> coverage and and Bill oh, Works' okay. history of the play. We've gone. We've gone for like ten minutes already, friendo. Yeah. That's what the people. So, that's what the people come here for. So, so let's well, let's bullshit about Matt a game. Start. Matt, Matt, you play oh, a game God. every now and then. You Why? said you played thing. You, you uh, said you played one game, so it I, better I, have been good. Oh, oh, <laughs> the pressure is on. Yeah, I don't know, I'm man. Fanning this might myself really right now. Fanning myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting hot. Uh, oh, well, fanning uh, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I I played some Elite Dangerous. They had some new updates going on. So oh okay, ex- yeah oh <laughs> oh how exciting is that? A space sim where you f- you know I'm I'm sure it's fun stuff. with your uh, Oculus headset. Yes, of course. <laughs> Speaking of, of course. this week in internet memes, did you guys see Palmer Lucky cosplaying as Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five? What? No. <laughs> Man, the world is going straight down the toilet, and it's fucking hilarious. Well, if 2017 has been a great year for games, then it seems like 2017 week one and two of May has been a great week one and two for memes. Uh, he he did an interview with Road to VR where he said he felt very constrained at Facebook. They uh, did not let him cosplay at the office. Oh, that is... yeah. Um, you can Google it if you want people listening. <laughs> wow. wow, that is uh he was in Japan doing very, that. Very very accurate uh representation of, of yeah, the Yeah, he's right next to another wow, quiet. His bikini is smaller than hers. He's yeah. he's he's really <laughs> taking the guns out. <laughs> or so, man, speaking of was, taking the guns out, so what dangerous. were you you're playing Elite Dangerous? <laughs> Well, I was taking my no. Um, I was taking my stick out, my my joystick, and right. uh, <laughs> and my throttle, uh, and experiencing elite dangers again. With the, the so there's like multi ships now, so you, everyone mm-hmm. can kind of jump in the same ship and kind of control different points and stuff. And um, I jumped into that because I, you know I I kind of really wanted to play a a, a game, uh, an Oculus game or a VR game that actually was a full game um right so yeah yeah um i i've been like looking for a ton of games that you can actually just walk in kind of like onward and mm-hmm. i can't find many uh because i just don't want to teleport anymore uh because i'm i'm not a babby anymore and mm-hmm. i don't get sick and, and they still so. have an uh patched re7's pc version to support pc vr and yeah, I would love to play that again in in VR. Uh, Wait, that... it only plays on PSVR? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's Exclusive. some kind of mod for the PC version, but it's way shittier. Well, it's Vorpix. No, no, it's like yeah. a Vorpix thing. It's not the actual thing. They they, just, they stripped it out. The the PSVR no version I thought was super cool. You you seemed I... less impressed though, but I I thought it was very cool. Me personally, very cool. I I just what I don't know man. Once you like get used to PC VR, eh, console VR is cool. just like oh, it's just okay. <laughs> it's just okay. Like it, it's it's not that it's bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, it's I mean especially comparing to like cool. those little cheap little twenty. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. If you guys didn't hear that in the background. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, did Josh just leave? He just walked off. No, I'm right here. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, he went to go get something and then he, <laughs> he made it right back inside. <laughs> well, when you compare it, like, um, the, the thing is, when we were trying it over um, the friend's house uh, in New York, uh, um, Colin, he said that maybe something was wrong, something wasn't calibrated because there was a little bit of stuttering in some parts hmm. and then a little bit of mushiness. Yeah, what I, I noticed just didn't was quite uh, like, like that. The, the fuzzy circle on the periphery. It was yeah, more noticeable and, and, in the forest than when you get inside the haunted house. Right. And the edges weren't edges. as crisp as I wanted. Um, yeah, it was real you, noticeable, actually, when I look at that footage. Yeah. It, you just don't... I mean, you have issues on regular, you know, the PCVR, uh, the Oculus and Rift have their own imperfections, but it's just a different experience, uh, especially with the controllers. Like, it's night and day difference between those little puff balls that you got on those... Uh, v- v- what are those things called? Wands? The PlayStation Move? Yeah, whatever that is. Uh, that's what it's called, Move? Like 10 is it year called old Move? technology. Yeah, they're called yeah, PS Move controllers. Very creative name. They're very it's not- cool. Very <laughs> cool. Me personally, I think that's uh, only slightly cool. Like, very cool. Like the London Heist, for instance. It, the London it, Heist is great. I it, The tracking is, is not so good. Now I'm fanning myself. I had a lot of problems with Job Simulator, but London Heist, when I was playing it on... Uh, my, my friend Thomas, he brought his PSVR to MAGFest and... All of our friends played the London Heist, and everyone enjoyed it. Again, again, I am coming from a place where I played a lot of PSVR. So mm-hmm. when I not PSVR, uh, PC VR. So when I go to that, it, it it irks me. But I can totally see someone who doesn't play PC VR or just tried it at a convention and just got PSVR and won't notice the difference and say like, oh, this is great. Me personally, since I have garbage peasant taste, I think it's very cool. (laughs) Yes, yes. PSVR is for peasants. Whoever bought it wasted their money. Blah, 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 blah. Except they have actual games to play that aren't elite dangerous. (laughs) Hey, listen, listen, listen. There's a lot of games to play. I just just played a lot of them already, and I'm just a little tired. (laughs) And I want something good. I want something really good. Uh, That's it. Uh, there's, There's a ton of games to play. I just, I've been through it all already. And I don't, I want something, um that i, I want a, a mass effect you know not not mm. necessarily as big as mass effect but i want something at at that caliber you know um mm. and that's what i'm wanting you uh you know we got, got a card game for, that was actually pretty freaking amazing like for, really for those, great those uh, dragon exclusives Pro- yeah go ahead they got they what? got they got three secret projects in the work they promised their real games yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Pong, it, Tetris, Pac-Man, VR. There you go. No, no, Those are three no, games. No, no. They, they, Real they've games. said they're like full-length campaigns that, that should uh, last you long enough to like actually be like a, a real waste of time. Are you telling me that Pong isn't a real campaign, George? It has no no <laughs> scripted cinematic set pieces. <laughs> That's how you can tell. 
Pong like started out as a multiplayer only title. It's not a real game until they add a section where you have like barely a control scheme because characters are taking you on a car ride. Game theory. Is Pong the original Rainbow Six Siege? Uh, Rainbow Six Siege <laughs> is just an upgraded version of Pong, basically, when you think right, about yeah. it. It's the next logical progression. <laughs> Where do like, we even go from there? <laughs> just, just to mention, there there's a, a few games that I'm waiting for that hasn't come out yet that are, that are looking like real games that you can walk in. They just haven't come out yet because a lot of the stuff that Oculus threw their Facebook fun bucks at uh, hasn't come out yet. Um, so that's what I'm waiting for. Um, and other than that, like... Early Dangerous is a great game. Stop hating George. Okay. No, I, I thought it was very cool. <laughs> you know, you know my, my friend, uh, Fred, he's been on the show before. He was like, oh, uh, does, uh, does Jimmy and, and, uh, and George want to come on and play some, some Elite Dangerous? I'm like, they don't play these games. <laughs> I just, I just don't VR, man. I'm sorry. I did no, Thumper it's that not one for time. VR. It's not oh. VR. Uh, it's still that's like barely scratching the surface though you, you know me personally as someone who doesn't own a vr device i i i, I can assure you that thumper is just just a babby game <laughs> it's basically pong it's the next logical progression from pong i love how like lack of sleep basically turns me into a complete goofball yeah this this is this is the George that I long for every week. Me too. This is like not not for your personal health because that's kind of mean to hoping that you're not sleeping. Yeah, I hope but that you're drunk. You, you are a blast to talk to I, when I just you make no sense. Wish this is the kind of sense of humor I had all the time instead of only when working off a of ninety minutes of sleep. <laughs> you should yeah. see him when he's drunk. <laughs> I should. Oh, uh, Matt, you want to go to a karaoke sometime with a uh, with, with the. The, uh, the, oh. the the significant others in our lives. We uh, yes, yeah, sure. So I, <laughs> Almost slipped up. I, I, I have been told that that I should ask you and uh, your your better half to uh, go 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 hang out with uh, me and. And, and a companion of mine at karaoke, as, as how, we call it. How rude it. of us. Uh, Jimmy and the rest of the audience, do, do you guys want to come to? <laughs> let's all meet up, you know? Like, whatever. Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, guys. Let's, let's go. Momocon's Fan next. meet up, guys. Momocon is in, like, two weeks. We oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, shoot. I forgot. The- you, guys, you guys just made a dangerous statement. No, 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 so no. That was, a, that was a mistake. It's like... <laughs> Nobody wants to meet us. What, it, what dude? I am not very cool. I'm very lame. <laughs> Unless I'll make sure I keep them up in the night, guys. Okay. I'll make sure. So he's just like less lame. Guantanamo yeah. that shit for a couple days until until George is nice and sleep deprived. And, and yeah. I end up like walking out of the room and Palmer Lucky's quiet cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm um, imagining that. That's a good sight. Mm. We're all going off the deep end here, not only in the TOVG podcast, but across the planet in general. So, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy, you've you've played yeah. you played a game, right? One game. Yeah, I, I actually played. Um, I played two games this week. Uh, first, I played the next 
you know, logical progressive step from Pong, which is the Binding of Isaac Afterbirth. Oh, that was my favorite um, Pong sequel. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I only played like an hour or two of it. I decided it was finally time for me to pick it up. It is, uh, it, it's an expansion to the Binding of Isaac Rebirth and it's pretty much just as good. And they add some UI elements that are helpful and a lot of items and bosses and the new modes and characters. So I don't know. If you like Rebirth, there's really no reason why you shouldn't own Afterbirth as well. It's pretty fucking cool. So, so, how come Rebirth is not also an Afterbirth? Because, I mean, like, if you're being birthed once, everything mm. you do from that point on happens after birth. Mm. Mm. And, and I, that is true. I mean, Rebirth just sounds weird, but Afterbirth sounds like it could apply to pretty much everything someone does in their life. So you think mm. like afterbirth would come first? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I mean. <laughs> so anyway, mm. <laughs> the thing I was messing around with last night is they they added a, a mode called greed mode, mm. which is actually really interesting. Uh, it's like instead of randomly generated room sequences, you have a single, a single room that's like two rooms long. And then you have two item rooms attached to it, a shop, a devil room, and there's a button in the middle of the room. And you hit the button and coins appear and then a wave of enemies, enemies appears. And the button gets covered in spikes and there's a timer. And every time the timer counts down, a new wave of enemies appears. That's all random and shit, but it's in the same room. So if you don't kill the enemies quick enough, then they're going to start stacking up. And... Uh, if you want to turn the waves off, you have to take half harder damage to step on the switch again. And then you could use your coins and go cash in in the shop and buy items. And it's pretty oh, interesting. So, so you just like, uh, like kind of farm up some money from them? Yeah. So you have to complete 10 waves to exit the floor and go down to the next floor. Mm -hmm. But like eight of the waves are random enemies. Two of the way the remain and then it stops automatically after the eight. The two remaining waves are both boss fights, and then you can do an optional eleventh wave that unlocks like the the Satan room or God room that has like super super special items in there. Um, but it's neat because they give you a locked item room and a regular item room at the start, so you can like you you get a free item on every floor at the start of the floor, and the shop it just continuously refills items. So if you can get lucky and roll something that gives you a bunch of coins or something you can like buy like six or seven items from the shop and it rolls from i think all item pools like i got some neat stuff in there so it's like really hard uh you it definitely tests your skill on being able to just like do quick precise isaac combat in a single room um but yeah i got to the end and the end is a fucking i would say maybe a boss fight that people don't like really a lot because it's kind of just a fucking health fest. Is but... it the same boss fight every time? Yeah, it's ultra greed. Mm. Um, and he has a lot of different attacks and a lot of it's kind of bullshitty, but you're expected to have a, an insane build by that point in the game because you can get so many items. So uh, I only got to him once. I'm going to give it another couple goes, probably tonight or something. It's fun. It's good. Uh, the other thing I played is um, the next logical progression <laughs> step from Pong, uh, which is uh, Rakuen, which just came out. Oh, I um, saw you tweeting about that. That's um, the, the, the sad game, right? 
<laughs> that's one way to put it. Yeah, uh, it's so makes you feel. It's a game by Laura Shigihara, uh, who did all of the music for Plants vs Zombies, uh, and also did the music for To the Moon, which I'm sure a lot of people who listen who are Speaking listening are familiar sad with. Games. Yeah. Mm. Uh, from what I hear, I haven't played through To the Moon, but from what I hear, Rakuen is a very similar vibe. It's like a short, short-ish RPG, um, non-combat, and you just kind of go through and you you do story elements and you solve puzzles. And there's like room escape puzzles. There are like, you know, stuff where you have to collect certain items to progress, but um, very story heavy. And uh, it's really, it's really interesting. It's... Uh, the best I can describe it is that it has a lot of good feels, a lot of heavy feels, and a lot of puns. And it balances them just enough to where you don't feel sad the whole time. But that man, it gets into some heavy topics. Like, like, <laughs> I literally at one point went from, from b- basically like being a fly on the wall, hearing this guy talk about his comatose wife, and if she... Like, well, if her last thoughts on this world are about him not coming back for her and then like went directly from there into like a cave where there is some mushroom guys that are like, we're the rad mushroom preservation group. Don't step on any rad mushrooms, only step on bad mushrooms. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) What's going on? But uh, yeah, I highly recommend um, I'll fully disclose my bias that uh, I consider Laura Shigihara a friend. So I'm. I will shill her game because she's nice and her game is nice, but also just genuinely, it's a it's a heartwarming and soul crushing story that I think you guys should experience. The it's also cheap; it's like ten bucks. Trailer page was super duper strong. They they have their their tear jerking intentions laid out for you right under the game's description, which is yeah something like play the imagination of a hospitalized child who can't get out of bed or something. I don't yeah, remember. For all intents and purposes, that's what it's about. Yeah. It's pretty pretty pr- pretty sappy, huh? Yeah. Um I think I'm like a little less than halfway through it, but I've been a bit busy this week. Uh but worthwhile, especially for $10 like I I will go as far as to say if if you like to the moon, I'm pretty sure you're just going to like Rockwin. It's really good. Also, it has a great soundtrack. Uh, it wasn't a complete one-person uh, development effort, but like for all intents and purposes, it's it's basically a one-person development effort. Um, I think like the only things that Laura didn't do were like the pixel art and the sprite art, uh, but she did all the music, all the like everything else. So, and it's yep. really good sprite art. Well, it's good sprite art at that. From from yeah. what I could glean of the trailer, you know, don't want. Plus, it's a great sequel to Pong. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, <laughs> of of Pong clones, basically elevating the uh, the the artistry, the mastery of, mm-hmm. of video game perfection to new heights. Mm. I I yeah have been have been playing a year, the 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 year of near Auto Tomato <laughs> by 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 Yoko Taro, who is gaming Shakespeare, Da Vinci, and and Orson Welles all rolled into one. Who, uh, you know, the world is not ready for his genius. And yeah, no, I actually really enjoyed this one. 
Like, uh, oh, you, you finished it? Yeah, You're all done? yeah. I was playing it. Your ninth playthrough? How was that? You uh, basically got to do four endings. Uh, three of them take you a while. The fourth is you just kind of like wrapping up in 10 minutes a different choice at the very end. But I, I don't know. I feel like I just spoiled it. But that's kind of how all of these games go. Um, the thing is, though, is that uh, I feel like... I feel like my my sense of disbelief was 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 easier cast aside this time because after going insane trying to figure out the first game I was was kind of ready to accept more ridiculous things going on the screen and um mm. yeah for like 3 days in the middle of the playthrough I I was like legitimately excited to pick it up at the end of every day like it was all I could think about I couldn't wait to see what was happening next I haven't been like that in a while to a game there's like a a lot of cool stuff in there going on, but it's kind of weird that it's not necessarily the story itself that was uh, keeping me going so much as the implications they set up for it. The kind of science fiction thought experiments like uh, mm-hmm. Matt Visual, you remember Soma, right? Yeah, there's of there's a lot of Soma in here, except it's not a it's not a horror game and it's not like a straight up. I mean, it is like a super almost unbearably melodramatic tearjerker, but it's not like crushingly depressive about it like like the the atmosphere is still a little uplifting it's 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 bright and sunny outside the game's pretty to look at and the 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 characters i mean they don't necessarily keep their spirits up but they 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 still make uh wry humorous observations about the ridiculousness of the situations they get themselves into but that still didn't stop everyone from hating me on Twitter for thinking that this game's like, I don't know, five hours a bit too long. Because basically, uh, third act, like in a lot of games, uh, feels a lot more stretched thin than the rest of the, the writing. There's, there's a character who shows up who turns out to be really important, but their backstory and motivations don't really seem to be given as much attention as everyone else. Uh, mm. Kind of, uh, you know how how in Wind Waker you do the Triforce hunt at the end of the game. Yep. And how um, how how there's there's like basically that cliche of like mini dungeons popping up that the developers had cool mechanics built for but didn't really know where to put them in the story. You can see that happening. Mm-hmm. The endings themselves are fine, but like the lead up to it is is on such a much more okay level compared to the pretty good level of the whole rest of the package that that it had me tweeting about how how basically exactly that how i was like feeling that it's like another example of an overlong video game and boy oh boy like near has sycophantic fans that yeah. even though they'll be like the first to tell you how flawed these games are are just like really really sensitive to criticism i guess coming from from official voices like me somehow that turned out to be the case i don't know but yeah no a lot of people were really angry at me for uh comparing let's say metal gear solid 5 another game where you go through credits rolls for uh like kind of falsified not really endings endings that you're supposed to just Mm -hmm. keep playing through as soon as you finish quote unquote that ending and and I just picked one out of the crowd and started talking to him privately. And it's it's like a little scary because I have a feeling that I've developed a reputation as a pessimist, right? 
So, so even though I like tweeted one thing about this game I thought was less than perfect, people kind of filled in the blanks with a exaggerated mental image of how much I must have been hating it. Because people tend to do that a lot. Yeah, and and once I like got on the Discord with this guy and chatted with him, it was just like it was fine. I mean, we just talked video games. I I kind of wanted to know where he was coming from, and I don't know. He seemed really stoked to talk to me and couldn't really seem to explain what made him so mad on Twitter so much as we just talked about video games. We talked about what we liked about this game, what we didn't like about this game. We Man. talked about what we liked about other games. Like it was just because a, it's behind the wall. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like Man. suddenly As soon once, as you talk to someone face to face, all that just disappears. And and I feel like I want to do that with everyone who gets mad at me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly guarding now, your bro. reputation. Say something now. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, as long as you're just like, hey, I, I don't know. This is getting weird. I kind of want to know where you guys are coming from. And he was just like, well, it's just, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. What, what about the video game that you like? And then from there on, we, we touched base and had a perfectly pleasant conversation about stuff. It was fine. Everything's fine. Uh. So yeah, everything uh, is fine. I played a little bit of a duck game. I uh. Just basically played duck game and locked myself in a room for eight days to write a really a ridiculous script about Nier Automata and, and its uh, Soma problem of, of, of dredging up existential horror in the player, but how it has its own twist on that concept. I don't know if you huh. guys have any plans on playing it, because the video will spoil the shit out of it, but I am pretty pretty happy with the script I've drummed up, and I'm really excited to get it out there. There's some beautiful footage of a friend of mine who's an independent photographer in Japan, and he went out to the countryside and flew a drone around some abandoned factories. It looks very post-apocalyptic. And when he, uh, when I looked at his portfolio and saw that stuff, I was just like, oh, hey, can you send me some B-roll? I might be able to just throw this in the Nier Automata video. And he sent me a, like, 25 gigabyte folder of 4K raw footage there's like 80 different a- camera angles from this drone he flew around for a few hours and and now i i just have an excuse to throw that in the pile and and i don't know how people are going to react to it it's super na- navel gazy i imagine a lot of people are going to think it's really pretentious but good lord like in my editing suite i'm really really excited to just look at it like this guy's footage looks beautiful and i have it um kind of edited together to the beat of the song with like machinima hudless footage of the camera scrolling across the um of of the the vistas of the game that looks similar to the vistas of his drone photography it's it's neat editing and i i hope uh i hope people like it because hmm. i, I want to do similar to future videos so i'll be sure to watch it and see i i see how it pans out. have a bit of danny o'dwyer in there <laughs> <laughs> well then that's all the video games Actually, you said duck game. Were you playing beta? Uh, no, game no. Beta? Just had a friend over, played a few quick rounds mm. of a duck game, and had a hilarious good old time. Mm. I have a Never ridiculous a hat pack installed. <laughs> like every character in media, I feel like has a hat in my installation of duck game. Like, like, I don't even remember installing the Dark Souls Duck Game hat pack, but, like, I was just scrolling through the, like, 200 hats I have now, and and and, and the Xanthos King was in there, alongside, 
alongside Siegfried, it's Siegmeier, excuse me. It's very, very comprehensive. Yeah, I had a, a few packs a while back, like a really well-recommended one, and they like doubled the amount of hats they had. So when I came back to play the beta, I was like, the fuck is this? The fuck is that? It's great. It's nice. Anyway, though, speaking of great and nice, and also the next logical progressive step from Pong, uh, we have some we have some news mm, to get yeah, to. Yeah, the Pong industry mm. has uh, has also produced a lot of fun news this week. You know, I just want to say though before before we cut to the break, I, I want to bring us back to that Bill Wirtz video, the history of the world. You know. Mm, it's very, mm-hmm. very reassuring Full of the circle. video. Yes. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I feel like no matter how bad things get over the next coming decades, uh, humanity's been been there before. I mean, I mean, so what I learned from that video was a lot of stuff. One of which is that a country that seems as old and permanent and, and ancient as China is is something that's been split into different states and put back together many times before. And, uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to say <laughs> life went on because maybe it didn't a few times, but, uh, the world still went on <laughs> and that's a little bit reassuring. Yeah. We'll reassure you more after, after the break. The break. Prestige the break. your ankles with George socks after the break. So speaking of the next logical and progressive step. (laughs) Did you just pretend to sneeze? (laughs) Take four. (laughs) I'm just trying. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of natural progression. (laughs) Did you like squeak a squeezy toy into the mic? (laughs) Yes. It was my vocal cords that I squeezed into the mic. Vocal cords so are basically squeaky toys that are just like so inside your throat. Overwatch. <laughs> um. So speaking, what, what, what's what's with Overwatch in the news this week? Speaking of the internet becoming permanently worse. Speaking of society in general becoming permanently worse because of social media. So this like sure. is a story that I probably otherwise wouldn't care about, but it just grinds my gears because it happened the same day people like hated me on Twitter for thinking Automata. It's a bit too long. Um. Anyways, <laughs> there's a uh, Overwatch YouTuber. A uh, guy who uh, goes goes by the internet name of O'Nickel. Oh, I I know this guy. Oh, you? I don't know him personally, but I I know of this guy. He. To be fair, I don't know of this guy. I don't know what his just shtick just does. gonna say the stories then. Yeah, we'll, yeah. He, we'll, we'll discuss it from from what I could tell. He's he's an Overwatch let's player type streamer type guy who does uh, giveaway contests to fans like many YouTubers do. And some rando scammer impersonator on Reddit decided to impersonate someone who won one of the giveaways in the past just two months ago. And uh, 
claimed that he didn't win the prize and for about a good day this this youtuber had had a, had a whole bunch of hate thrown his way hate a, a, a massive amount of like you know harassment and insults and whatnot but but also dislikes and unsubscriptions that affect the bottom line let alone uh one's one's anxiety and ability to keep oneself together um meanwhile the scammer who who was responsible for throwing all this hate his way was actually getting compensation prizes from from other sympathetic redditors who just wanted to be generous about it and and give the guy who was lying something as a reward for lying no one fact checked until it was too late and had already gone on for a while no one really like <sighs> bothered to see what is there something else here? That, no, I'm uh, just saying that's that sucks. It's scary I'm for reacting us. Reacting to the things you're saying. Yeah, because because like we're targets for this sort of thing, and uh, the fact that it could just happen when you wake up and all of a sudden see some really bad stats numbers and, and a hugely increased percentage of people in the world hate you for some reason. It's it's anxious. Yeah. Ta-da. Okay, well, I guess I don't have much to say on the story in particular because the story is already panned out like it's over. But it took two days, uh, though. Yeah, um, people of the interwebs, if you have a personal problem with someone, even a large YouTuber who may not ever see the thing that you see or that you say at them, or so you may think, just uh, just hash it out with them. Yeah. Sometimes it can be pretty easy. Most people have readily available contact emails, and if something like this pops up about someone who you watch, maybe take the time to email them and ask them about it and say, this person's claiming this, what do you have to say? You know, like pretty much every journalist in the world would and should do. Uh, mm -hmm. Which is why you always get articles that are like, we reached out for to blah 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 for comment, but have not received a reply as of yet, or yeah, you're supposed to, not to reach out. Right. Um, obviously, everyone on the internet is not a journalist, but if you're going to act upon something as fact, maybe make sure it's fact before you, before you do that. Well, it's uh, just saying. Just because of a prize? I, I mean, like... It was someone who either <laughs> wanted to start some shit or wanted to get... Whatever the prize was, I don't know. I, I saw uh, O'Nickel narrate his video about it, and, and I don't remember the details of what exactly the prize was. It, it could have been a Steam copy of a game. I think I saw a screenshot of a Steam version of, of Stardew Valley float around, but then I think I remember him also mentioning a, a $100 sum. Either way, I mean, $100 is like nice to suddenly receive as a prize, if not give out as a prize but but stardew valley is like it's just like super duper cheap it's nothing but but someone on reddit i guess either wanted that stuff or wanted to stir up drama and decided to impersonate someone who even had a tweet publicly available that they could have looked at acknowledging that they received the prize and that someone on reddit was impersonating them claiming something that was the exact opposite of evidence that had existed for two months earlier mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Well, people really like drama. I've said that yeah, over and over yeah. and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, now and now your average Joe Schmo has 
has an incredible suite of tools to stir up genre genre the drama a, a genre, genre of drama, drama that they want drama. fairly fairly quickly and easily <laughs> regardless of Webster. of the uh ethical culpability of the drama they wish to stir yeah well that sucks yeah there's no, there's not even anything you can really do besides just talk about how it sucks uh, yeah. Vanquish Speaking is a of fun pong things clone. Things that suck. Oh wait, never mind. Wait, Vanquish does the exact opposite of sucking. So uh, this is super yeah. cool. That's what I meant. Yeah, like I never played it. Like like a year ago, I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if Vanquish would come out on PC? And then a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh yeah, sure. They're hinting at Vanquish coming out on PC. Woo! And and as it turns out, yeah, I <laughs> bought it on Steam like a few days ago and. And I'm looking forward to just streaming a bunch of Vanquish with the, the Metal Gear Rising soundtrack looping in the background. Vanquish is an amazing power trip. I'm interested in how it's going to play on PC as well. So uh, Vanquish is a last-gen shooter that was on consoles only where you had to aim with big dorky analog sticks. And I don't know how the Xbox version performed, but the PS3 had horrible frame drops from an already not-that-high FPS cap of 30 so hmm. seeing it be unlocked in glorious 999p at 999 <laughs> frames per second with <laughs> mouse controls would be nice but i'm wondering if it would kind of end up breaking the game system because it's uh it, it, it it's 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 a bullet time shooter we got to conserve your bullet time and and use your precious amounts of bullet time to hit tiny fast moving heads that are much harder to aim at in regular speed so with a mouse and keyboard i feel like the difficulty would be dramatically lowered this is a problem i noticed with the bayonetta pc port and one of the reasons why i had the balls to say that the wii u version of bayonetta is still the ver the definitive version is that on the PC version of Bayonetta, you have the anti-problem of being able to use a mouse for a shooter minigame, and it all of mm -hmm. a sudden like kills all difficulty, because you can just point and click on the little moving targets that they want you to hit for points, whereas the primary challenge of that minigame in the console versions was that the analog stick sensitivity was drastically different for that minigame than it was your camera control sensitivity in the regular game. Mm. like uh it would, it would be the kind sense. of situation where you could ever so slightly move the stick and nothing would happen up until you ever so slightly move it a bit more and the stick the crosshair would like jerk way off to the right yeah like uh not much mm. of a dead zone i guess is is uh the the kind of challenge they set up for the for this game to be designed as and on the pc mm -hmm. version you can um actually farm up good healing items much more easily than on the console versions of bayonetta and that's whether or not that's even a problem it's gonna be neat figuring out if that becomes a problem uh yeah i don't know i mean so uh, look forward to that 25 percent off if you bought the pc port of bayonetta which is still good game <laughs> <laughs> um, yes Vanquish has like a bunch of difficulty modes, right? Like it goes up to like insane, right? Yeah, and and you're supposed to play through it again and again. Right. So maybe I'm I'm assuming that maybe the issues won't be that bad with Vanquish like moving from controller to keyboard and mouse uh just because of the fact that the difficulty can be cranked up 
so much yeah. and i mean it's not just but, um, difficulty but also playstyle. like it had a thing going on where the longer you used a weapon the more upgraded it got but there were more weapons than you could upgrade to whatever level you would need by the end of the game by one run so like you mm. literally wouldn't know half the arsenal by the time you finish your first playthrough because that's kind of kind of dead space ish yeah yeah you are very much uh, encouraged to play dead space again after your first playthrough because you get the um what is what is it called the like soldier suit or something and yeah. it's like this really fucking badass armor and you retain all your power nodes and upgraded items but you get to go through and get power nodes again so you can like actually fill out your arsenal but i only played that game with the plasma cutter because plasma cutter is fucking sick so I don't it know. makes good noises it does it sounds God, like a that uh, game anvil dropping on a metal floor yeah. that's true um also vanquish has a hilarious story that makes no sense but like the the aesthetics so that they're digging at are really really fun it has like one of the most hilarious <laughs> one of the most hilarious especially in context of last year's elections final cutscenes i've ever seen in my life anyways um I'll, hopefully that will entice you to see what i'm what the hell i might be hinting at thus prompting you to buy the pc board of vanquish and play through vanquish yeah, I'm uh I'm interested. If you skip the cutscenes, you can do it in an afternoon too, which is strangely enough a selling point for me these days. But <laughs> but oh if I say that on Twitter, then then I'm not gonna have enough room to explain myself and also not gonna be able to defend myself. Anyways. Hey, well this isn't Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I like about this. Like so I have a video coming out that's just like about the positive aspects of Near Automata's story. Like I think they're real criticisms that people really aren't gonna be digging into until a few years from now. But at least I can say them here. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about most of the negative things I say. I could just say them on the podcast and like get it out of my system, and typically nobody ats me afterwards. Right. Typically. <laughs> I've seen it happen like twice, though. Uh, I think like two people tweeted at me after I said that Mario 64 is, is bad and Sunshine's the best 3D platformer. <laughs> but even... Yeah. Wow, every time you it say again. it, it just shocks me. It just I shocks mean, me. <laughs> yeah but no oh no I, i'm not saying anybody has to agree with me i just i don't, I don't know i don't know i've i've said my thing my thing is said also doesn't it feel when good? are we gonna get fucking good ninja gaiden games again there was like one good one right the other two were like there's there's two there's oh, two really good oh, ones which... ninja gaiden black and ninja gaiden 2 I, I'm glad uh, you didn't separate Ninja Gaiden Black from like Ninja Gaiden Sigma PS3 Remix Championship Edition. Whoa. Yeah, those ones are, from what I hear, they miss the mark a little bit, but Black and 2 are fucking solid. And somebody who has that IP, please just PC port that because <clears throat> Black is like only on Xbox original. No, they're too busy making DOX3 VR. I don't even know what that is. And I. <laughs> I'm very inclined to not care about it because it's not Ninja Gaiden. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys remember how fucking good Ninja Gaiden was? Anyway, speaking of not Ninja Gaiden. Uh, well, I mean, speaking of like hack and slash 3D beat 'em up Japanese action games with characters that do spectacular spectacle things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those games come out on pc now like, like vanquish was uh just announced but near automata had had its uh consecutive pc release with the console versions and mm -hmm. it had issues uh people made mods though to fix said issues 
Uh, one of which now includes a piracy check. It's called the Far Mod. I believe what this does is um, uncaps the game's resolution, so you can use all sorts of weird resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the modder has 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 updated this thing to include a license check. If uh, you are playing an unlicensed version of the game, unlicensed version of the game, it will make this pop up reappear again and again and again, no matter how desperately you try to click it to uh, to make it go away. Because according to the modder, I love this quote. <laughs> you're presented with infinite licensing screens that you can click the accept button on, but since you don't respect the licenses, the license doesn't respect your click. Oh, <laughs> and uh, naturally, a whole bunch of and entitled sycophantic fanboys think that this is a ridiculous thing to complain about. Uh, the modder has specified that this does not do anything malicious to your computer. Just, uh, is only a thing of the mod. I, I, you can uninstall the mod and keep playing near Automata without the mod if you want. And, uh, his reasoning is that he doesn't want other people packing the mod into other DLC materials that could potentially be pirated. He says, my anti-piracy measures actually have nothing to do with my personal views on individual piracy. I don't condone the practice, but I don't generally think highly of people who do it, but this is not done to punish them. It is to protect me against asset injection of copyrighted material, which is kind of out there. I mean, sure, buddy. Either way, this is a hilarious story he's created, and I enjoy... I enjoy it. Apparently, he got banned from the Steam forums for Near Automata for calling another poster Pirate Moron. Oh. Which is weird, because don't you... Okay. Yeah. Aren't you under... Like, shouldn't you get banned for bringing up piracy in a positive light as opposed to the other way around? I thought that's, like, generally how most video game forums work. Especially on Steam. In fact, I'm wondering if I even got that detail right, so I'm just going to control F... For on the Steam forums, this news caused quite the commotion. Oh wait, let me control effort ban. The thread that originally shared the mod burst into arguments and insults, and Caldean himself, who is the modder, even got temporarily banned from posting, allegedly because he called someone a pirate moron. So yeah, yeah, that is uh, happening on the Steam forum, according to Patricia Hernandez of Kotaku. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd still believe it. The Steam forums are a fucking scum pile half the time. Right? Yeah, know. Steam. Steam forums are kind of a mess to begin with. I don't but, know who like, moderates those. I didn't know you could get banned from those, but I guess you can't because otherwise, <laughs> like, they'd be full of pornography. Yeah, that's true. Um, as far as this story goes, I think my I'm sure most of our listeners know that I am fairly lenient on the idea of piracy with certain caveats. Yeah, uh, those being games that are really literally old. unobtainable. Or games that you have purchased in some manner. I think that for archival purposes and, and, and for, like, if your fucking Neo Geo Classic or something burns, like, near, and you don't want to shell out a bajillion dollars to get another near one. Near like, Tomato won't qualify for, like, 15 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless for some reason the PC version were to get pulled and recalled or, like, you Ooh. know, in, in, a, in a, like, PT-esque way. Yeah, like, that actually reminds me. I didn't put this one on the docket. It happened, I think, almost as we were getting ready to record. But you guys remember Alan Wake, right? From 2011? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that this as well. That got pulled from Steam because of music license issues, which happens a lot. Well, it's going to get pulled from Steam. They're, uh, they're doing a last-ditch, like, 90% off sale. So if you've never played Alan Wake, 
and you hear this podcast before that happens, $3 for Alan Wake is a good goddamn deal. But yeah, their mm-hmm. music licensing ran out and it looks like they're not going to fight to keep it going. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so that game is going to be unobtainable. Okay game, but for $3, you, you could buy like I, junk food. I would say that that game does enough, enough interesting might not be the best game ever, best horror game ever, but it does enough interesting to be worth a playthrough, I'd say, for like, and at this point, like $10, $15 would be an, an acceptable asking price. I $3 is a steal. I agree with that. I just, having played it in the year it came out, which I think was 2010, like it really struck me as part of that glut where like everything AAA was a Gears of War clone for a little while. Like it was, oh, yeah. it was, it was not a, and it was a kind of a dark that. time in gaming. It was gears of war with a flashlight which which i mean i guess could be interesting but over 12 hours of this like really ridiculous plot where they try to be stephen king but on on a t rating with, with it, the fat yeah, guy comic little, relief and the and the remember the fucking what was it the stage with like the guitar music yeah that it was like was a wave awesome, mode though, right? that was so weird but like it was weird what an interesting but it was, thing that was like that was one of the fun levels in alan wake yeah, uh, but that that game really goes off the deep end in the second half. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's something else. But for three dollars, I'd say it's a worthwhile something else because it's only like six or seven hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a, it's a quick campaign. Uh, also, it has that fun like two thousand nine Ida situation where there's like a wife you're supposed to care deeply about. You like walk into a cutscene of of your main character being like, "I love you, my beautiful wife." <laughs> And the camera pans over to this, like, freakishly horrifying poser 3D model of, like, someone who can't close their mouth all the way. Yeah. It's it's a gorgeous game when it comes to environments, but, but oh, Lord, does were they not able to, to render that wife good? Oh, also, it has this great, like, like meta in-world Twilight Zone show. Mm-hmm. That you could find on t- like hidden TVs around the environment, like you could find one playing, and you could like watch like a mini like rip off of the Twilight Zone that like is kind of is self aware of the story. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd yeah, say they, again, uh, they, the more I talk about it, the more I'm thinking that just go drop three bucks on it. It's totally they, worthwhile. They got that from the Max Payne games, which are way better though. I'm just saying, Max Payne games aren't three dollars on Steam and going away forever. They probably are also aging worse than Alan Wake, all things considered. Even though I loved those things as a kid, I wonder if they hold up. Mm, I just remember I the only thing I know about Max Payne is that my friend used to input the infinite bullet time mode, yeah, and then yeah. start up a level immediately bullet time and just start running forward and like panning around the character. So there's no action happening. It's going in like one twentieth speed and it's just like. It's great. Remember it, how the, uh, the time where the Matrix laughter. was like this huge yes. thing, and everyone I was, was just, just so about for to bullet say. time. Yeah, it was it, the Matrix mod for Max Payne One was a better Matrix game than Enter the Matrix. Matrix game was garbage. I Except thought for it multiplayer. Was cool multiplayer I was, was great. You mean the fighting mode? Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. We should play that sometime. Anyways, let's go. Uh, let's let's go to the next topic of the news because this is actually meaty and scary and also fun to argue about. I bet. Like this is yet another sign that the world is becoming objectively worse all the time. We're, we're all going to die someday, even if we make it through this depression. 
uh, uh, the, the world's becoming warmer. Um, um, dessert burritos have not been invented yet. Why even live, basically? Because Square Enix has decided to drop IO Interactive. Uh, they say Hitman is uh, pretty much to blame, and Hitman, wow. therefore, is partially in jeopardy. Although, really weird rumors from a German-language news site claims that IO actually owns Hitman still. It's weird. And to be honest, like the connection between Square Enix and... Uh, and the Western companies was always something that struck me as weird anyway. Because uh, you gotta remember <laughs> that, that that Square Enix is like publishing Hitman and, and Eidos properties, Tomb Raider and Deus Ex nowadays, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, they, they considered Tomb Raider, the first one, to be a failure. I don't know if they've gone as hyperbolic about how bad it is to ship 6 million video games with the sequel. However, Mankind Divided did not do well. I don't know how much sympathy I have for that, though, because Mankind Divided really petered out towards the end. And also had only one city. Come on, you want to be a cool cyberpunk James Bond spy traveling around the world, right? But, but Hitman was good! Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. Hitman but. was good, but apparently it didn't sell well. Um, Square Enix has cited that specifically because of of IO, they were uh, facing a loss amounting to a, a lot of yen. I think more yeah, yen. Yeah, there was something like three point five billion yen, which I think is like three point five million in the dollars. The PC Gamer article. The number they give wrong. is four thousand eight hundred ninety-eight million yen, which means that yeah, I should just 4. 8 billion add a bunch of zeros to the figure that they're giving, and then yeah, because they give a figure in the thousands and then say it's millions of those thousands. It's it's a weird but old school way of of noting billions. Four four thousand million would be four billion. I'm like. 99% sure on so that. So how many I could millions be completely wrong, of US like, dollars would that be equivalent to? It, if it's 4.8 billion yen, then I think generally with the exchange rate, that would go a little over $5 million. Really? That's it? That can't be right. $5 million is... It, or maybe 5 or 50. I, I can never get the exchange rate on the yen right because it's... I think a yen is you just for all intents and purposes equal to one cent. Right, because right, a hundred yeah. yen is like Not a dollar. Not hard right? when you're yeah. there, but it's really hard reading these corporate reports because then you have so many zeros. <laughs> it's stupid when you do the yen though. You just kind of chop off two of the zeros and you're good. Here, here's what I'll do: four yen in dollars. That would equal to. Okay, yeah, yeah, I was, I was wrong. I was very far off. It's uh, first of all, I had the the exchange rate backwards, so it would be in not upwards of the fives, but downwards back into the fours. But it is around forty two um, million dollars, oh. oh, which is a lot still, bigger than five million. Yeah, but that still strikes me as I don't know, probably the the <laughs> production budget of this game that got the hitman franchise back on the track and ready for a season two <sighs> yeah they're saying that they're basically insinuating that hitman lost the company 43 million dollars which might be true the thing is like i mean matt you've played through it right yeah 
It's real good. It's a super it's good video good. game, but it does feel like a budgeted video game, which mm. to me just feels like they had their priorities right. Like you hear a lot of voice actors. The levels aren't super big, but there's a lot going on in them. You uh, don't have a lot of levels overall, but you can replay them over and over again every time. And unlike so many other episodic uh, games that released in piecemeal fashion and failed to really capitalize on that, they they did it with this Hitman. It's like one of the few projects, I think, outside of the Telltale games that managed to get a lot of praise specifically for being released in an episodic format. And uh, they, I guess, just like with Deus Ex, ultimately failed to market it well. And, and one thing that was an absolute mistake from day one was to tie so much of those episodes onto the internet which is really going to come to bite them in the ass at some point later on if a big chunk of that server infrastructure turns out to be something owned more so on square enix's side than io's side yeah i'm trying to see if i can dig up something about a budget for this game but it's kind of hard because uh it doesn't have the, the flashy cutscenes and the bombastic trailer. In fact, I don't think they even paid out for uh, Jesper Kid this time. They got a, uh, a, a younger, more inexperienced guy who, um, I, I, I don't know. I liked the soundtrack, but a lot of other fans didn't. But he went for a much different style. And, and it was, you know, to be fair, probably a lot more synthesized and less orchestrated than, than Jesper Kid's ridiculously dramatic Hitman scores of the past. Anyways, yeah, no, Hitman was a super duper good game that didn't feel really bloated or or over budgeted and overpriced to make like the basically what i would want to be the model example except for them putting your hitman leveling up progression system on the always online system that will cripple the game in the future unless they release some patch putting it all offline because it never needed to be in the first place other than that though it's like really the pricing scheme that i guess killed it and this is like another reminder that it's not necessarily how good the game is it's like how well can you market it to to normal people who don't know that it's even out because uh when i was scrolling through the reddit comments of uh the the thread reporting on this like a lot of people who were there on slash r games posting it were like wait hitman was actually out i didn't know because uh, when you go to the the same store for this thing and look at the lineup of products you can buy, like, it's a cluster. Fuck, it's a mess. And and a lot of times, um, I had a friend of uh, mine who was playing it when it came out, and he didn't have access to bonus content that I had access to because he didn't buy the booster pack or something at the right time. And that's that, that's that's the downfall to all of this, I guess. That's that's where it all went wrong. And this this apparently doesn't bode well, I guess, for an episodic hitman in the future. However, according to German news site GameStar.de, they have reported from from anonymous sources who it. I would seem to say this is okay though, because PC Games In does clarify that this German website has accurately reported on rumors that did turn out to be true in the past from similar sources. They've uh, said that IO has actually managed to keep the rights to Hitman despite the split, which I guess would mean they'll find another publisher. I'm sure they will because Hitman's still a popular brand and uh, basically keep on trucking, hopefully under under a publisher that makes more sense and treats it better than Square Enix did. Because that, that was such a weird matchup in the first place. It still is. Yeah. I, I just want to interrupt this train of thought because I, while doing some digging, I I don't know where this person is getting any sort of hard numbers on this but i'm in a 
subreddit called r slash crack status i don't even quite know what this place is that for, sounds like it's for piracy well judging by the <laughs> judging by the <laughs> dual skull and crossed cutlasses as their logo yeah that seems to be correct um but I'm in a thread right now that says estimated revenue of Hitman 2016 is $156,000 compared to Hitman Absolution, which had $2.8 million in revenue. I don't believe that. Well, maybe like the, for the, the last episode of the PC version, maybe not like the whole package overall across all platforms. Mind you, mind you, this is one year ago. Okay. Uh, this thread. So it would be, have been before a lot of the remaining hitman content had come out so that also might have been um, during launch though which i mean is still not a lot yeah so i i'm not sure what to say on this though i will note that of the 56 ish comments in this thread i'm scrolling through all of these and like not a single person is on board for this game everyone hates it hitman? in this thread yeah really? what yeah yeah wow I've seen so, little to no negativity online about about the new Hitman. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the comments in here are citing um, the DRM. Oh yeah, as a you big, are on slash R crack status. Yeah, right. So I, I mean, take that for what it's worth. Right, right. But a lot of, a lot of them are citing DRM. Um, people citing the episodic content as uh, as typical AAA carving up content before launch to sell it for multiple times its value. Um, some people saying, I hope it will teach them a lesson. So, wow. Yeah. Jesus I, again, Christ. More, probably one tiny co- corner of the internet. Teach them uh, a I lesson. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I, want I kind more of power. get it because, yeah. because <laughs> that game's DRM model and pricing model and episodic release model is really intimidating to look at unless you just scroll like all the way down to the bottom of the page and see, okay, Hitman season one, $50, whatever. That should be everything. Until then, though, yeah. you gotta scroll past stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, well, it was said this might hurt them, and it definitely did, and it sucks that it did. God, because it's fucking not, damn it! And it's it's a good it's a good game that breaks my heart. It is such a good game. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it makes me wonder if if people like uh, you, George, and like Mark Brown, people who really like this Hitman, are of the vocal minority um and that a lot of the larger audience that maybe we wouldn't come into contact with on you know wider forums or subreddits is what square enix is looking at as far as feedback and if it didn't make a lot of money and it gets a lot of feedback from those people basically saying that it ruined the hitman franchise then maybe that's their i i'm saying that's what some other people are saying i'm not saying that's what i'm saying Aya was making Kane and Lynch. They made like <laughs> they made a bad Hitman game and two bad Kane of Lynch games in the past fifteen years, and and I don't know. It was, this is why the Square Enix to Io partnership always seems so weird to me in the first place. Is that Io never really made? They're not a very prolific studio in the first place. You got you got two Kane and Lynches, and I think five Hitmans, and that's that's about it. They have, they have two well, anyway, franchises. Sorry for like live digging into a subreddit, but I just kind of wanted to see what other people had to say on the topic. And I was looking for the budget and the revenue, but I could not find any hard numbers because I'm sure that 
companies don't like to release that shit if it's low. That's um, that's that though. That's fine. That's the story as we know it right now. I guess hold on to your horses and hope that they make another good Hitman game despite whatever weird crap uh keeps getting thrown at this studio that doesn't deserve it. Cuz I feel like that's kind of what happened. Like uh like like Square Enix the big evil publisher is is a little easier for me to accept the blame for coming up with a weird DRM scheme and and episodic pricing structure with starter packs and booster packs and intro packs because I I actually looked for the uh, Metacritic score for the mm-hmm. new Hitman game and there's like a PS3 version just called Hitman without any subtitle which is also really weird and might have contributed to uh consumer confusion over what product they should be buying in the first place if they want to play them some hitman like this is just called hitman i yeah there's here's a tip stop doing that stop you don't want your game to be remembered as as ip title dash year like sonic 06 for example (laughs) the individual Mm. episodes have individual metacritic pages and there's five of those and then they seem to be scoring in like the mid 80s but there's a Hitman intro pack for PC that has a meta score of 75? I don't even fucking know, man. Amazing. Wait, no, that was the good one. That was Paris in the prologue levels. That was only $15, and it's like 30 good hours of, of, of stealth sneak-em-ups. You could, like, well, hoard people into bathrooms. Anything. And I think we've gone around. on yeah. long enough on this... Uh, in any case, never happy to see a, a developer get dropped. So I hope IO bounces back and does something good going forward. I hope they have the means to do something good. Hitman's a good game, folks. Buy it when you know for sure that your money is going to IO and not Square Enix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's it for news. Yeah, that's it for that's it for everything. Also, make sure you buy the real Hitman. The what whatever sixty dollars or fifty dollars, depending on how old it's been, is probably the one you want. Yep. Also, go look at my YouTube at youtube.com slash sundergamer or my Twitter at SunderCR. Or George's at Bunny Hop Show or Matt's at Matt Visual. Uh, uh, I'm glad that I didn't have to do it myself because, like, uh, I should just do that every time because it's really easy if I just do it. Yeah, and oh, also no. I get anxious. Uh, I get I get stage stage fright from uh, having to make a near video on the internet. I mean, I guess I don't yeah. have to, but I wanted to, and it's convenient, and it makes me money, and it's a fun game hey, to it's talk all right, about. Man. I am, I almost made a video. That was mostly praising the weapons breaking mechanic in Breath of the Wild. Whoa. (laughs) You and Arno could be like (laughs) dynamic too. Oh my god, that reminded me. So yeah, we've talked about the hard mode, right? How Yeah, we talked about it last week. Enemies are gonna get bumped up a notch and they're gonna regenerate, which basically means that like you're turning on Jim Sterling mode. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) By DLC for Breath of the Wild. So you can play through the game like how Jim Sterling apparently plays through the game. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that, actually. I don't even have a switch, so I couldn't do it if I wanted to. It doesn't sound that fun, to be honest. I'll wait till the final DLC and see what they actually have going for them. But anyway, anyway. in the meantime, I'm going to go 
back to work. <laughs> I wish you just, just left it at go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. And then I just stop my recording and leave the leave the Discord call. I'm 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 gone. I'm I'm not actually here. We're not here. You're not here. There's nothing there. That makes sense, right? Right. Yeah, time is a construct. 15 second pause. Where are we still going? Thank you.